It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Birds podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. It is 4.53 in the morning, and I am looking at the beautiful face of Elliott Shore Parks. We are here to record early in the morning before the morning show because we had to be here for you. The we hand are slapping here is you. happening. That's how you know it's a post-game I, Dude, pod. I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be hard to get through the morning show because I'm about to use all the energy I have today after yes. like two and a half hours of sleep. But 2-0, baby! And I know it was ugly, and we're going to get into it all, but this team is 2-0, and 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 I know we're going to talk style points, because I started a tweet before the game, and I know we're going to get into yeah. it all, and I know the Vikings did everything on the planet possible to give that game to the Eagles, but 2-0, and and there's a lot to get into, 2-0. Good morning. Yeah, I mean, this this team just always wins. <laughs> they always win. They literally just always win. Um, you know, they finally recruited enough players from Alabama and Georgia that they're just Alabama and Georgia. <laughs> like, they're just a team that they're going to win 95% of the games they play. And it, that shouldn't be overlooked. Like, I, I want to get into specifics of the game, Jalen, those type There'll of things. There'll be criticisms, yeah. obviously. We get but, it. But it's like, and look, I we went to Temple, and I love Temple, but we do not follow a big time football program. No, the, right? No. But only I'd when imagine, Matt Rule was here, did we think, oh, maybe we could win today? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I'd imagine if you're an Alabama fan, you go to the game. I was saying this actually to Joe to camera, but before the game, like the tension before the week with Eagles games is gone. Like it doesn't feel like before the game there's excitement, but it feels like everybody's showing up to a party. It doesn't feel like people showing up to something where there's the possibility of not having fun. And if you're a fan of Alabama or Georgia or totally, you know whatever, dude. I think that that's probably what it's like. What you're a great like, analogy. You're like, it's Saturday morning. Let's you go. expect to win. Yeah, let's go you tailgate, go have a day. expect to win. Yeah, and, and I think that's what the Eagles have become. I mean, Sirianni and Jalen are 22-3 and three in their last 25 games. I mean, that games. is an insane number. Since 2021, only three coaches have a better winning record than Sirianni. And I, I forget the exact stat, but Jalen's won something like 90% of his games over the last two years. I mean, just all they do is win. And and you're, you're a QB's or I am, uh, wins absolutely. or a QB stack guy, but, too. But, so I also think part of that is, A, it's just extremely impressive that they reached this point. That in a game where they probably played, we talked all offseason about these first two games. And I said, I thought it was a tough draw. From, Which from, let me tell you real quick, I think you were more right than I thought you I, were. Like they're I, yeah, still two and zero, and 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 they haven't played well, and they're two and zero. 
but like the Patriots, as I've said, were better. Yeah. And man, coming home on Thursday night after starting the season on a tough. Sunday was real. And we saw it with the injuries. But they which did we'll it. Get into. They won but both they the games. Yep. And now they get 11 days off. They get Tampa, who I frankly just don't believe is a real team. They get the Rams and Matthew Stafford. If he's playing well, that becomes a difficult game. You get Washington. Like you have Baker, Matthew Stafford, frankly, Cook, Matthew Stafford, and, and Sam, Sam Howell coming. Yeah. Out. Like you could be staring five and zero. And in who the knows face. if Matthew Stafford's even healthy in two weeks? Right. You know, you never exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they did it. Like last night, you know, the season. You know, sometimes when it was sixteen games, you used to view it, view it in chunks of four. When it's with seventeen, it's a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think there's no question this team viewed it like this is the first chunk. And they successfully went 2-0 and on the first chunk. Now, the other part of that, though, is when you are Alabama, Ohio State. I don't know why I said Ohio State. I keep wanting to say them. I, I mean, guess they are one of those. They're one of those, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Georgia, like those type of teams. There is rankings based off style and how you play. And the game, while it's a party, the, at the end of each game, the kind of whole debate, I'd imagine at least, is, all right, they won today 45-3 to against whoever – but like, how's the offensive line look, or how does this team look, <laughs> or like, will it when it comes down to the four games that really matter yeah. that year for the team? Right. Does it do they look like a team that could that could win those games? And I did think last night was a step in the right direction. I, I you know the more I think about it, uh, you know, since the game ended, if we recorded this pod right after. after the first quarter, after the final quarter, it probably would sound a lot different. I do think that. Last night, obviously, the offense was way better. I picked them to lose. Hands up. They did not lose, obviously. Um, we and- both pushed, though, because we did it at six when we did the pod. So at oh, least, they put, at least you that. don't lose the, the game. Your, your Sterling record point, yes. holds. Um, but, I, but I do think that, uh, you know, that there is something to be said just for winning the game. But also, the offense was better. Like, they scored 34 points. The mm-hmm. defense didn't score last night, right? So... That's not, that's not nothing. I mean, my main concern coming into the game was I did think the defense was going to give up points. I think it was kind of a fake 28, like that last six or seven. Well, it's a fi- perfect way to describe the fake 28 is if you look at Kirk Cousins' stat line, it's like 340 and it's insane. Four, touchdowns, four touchdowns, no, no interceptions. Interception. It's yeah. like, that guy did not play that game. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I agree. Yeah. Um, but not they, to mention the the particular uh, the injuries across the board, but the injuries in the secondary. By the end of the game, it was a lot of guys who've literally never played NFL football. Games it, it was funny um, uh, filling in this week for for Hugh Douglas with Jillio uh, and Kyle Quinn's a producer. We were talking about like what would a shootout be. And he was saying, for some reason, 28 points sounds like more of a shootout than 27. <laughs> and, of course, they scored 28. So I don't know if, like, I, I would say last night qualifies as somewhat of a shootout. Like, the offense had to score it, for look, them to win. Look, it went over. The, yes, I think exactly. the over-under was at 48 or whatever. It, it, it easily went over that, yep. you know. It was one of the higher scoring games of the season so far, and, you know. So in the first year, Sirianni and Jalen were together. They were 1-7 when the defense gave up over 22 points. Wow. Last year, they were 2-2. Two two. They're now 1-0. Yeah, so, and 1-0 and also 22-20 pretty close on that like where that right. wouldn't qualify but it's like they they it's uh in the yes, heart two of the weeks sack. in a row the offense actually last week they didn't really need to score no, but, but this week they needed to mm-hmm. and they did it and so i think those are those are the positives like they've survived this first stretch of the season at 2 and 0 the offense i mean you know how i feel about running the ball and we'll talk about that but like they did put up 34 points, no matter yeah. how you slice it. And they it. did run the ball dominantly. Like, yes. there's one it thing like that, like, Packers oh, you're, game. like, kind of, like, three yards, four yards, and, like, just kind of slowly, like, they were they were big chunks at a time, like, blowing them off the ball. Like, there wasn't an impose-your-will thing to yes. it that that is uh, the type of thing that, well, I, look, we both know where the NFL is. That is the type of thing that does beat teams down well, and can and, be a way to, particularly late in games, really, like, Hammer home wins and stuff. And while I think passing the ball is the way to win, it it does help to have in your back pocket the most dominant running game we've seen in the NFL. For totally. Like, well, you know, especially when it's clear that that every the two teams we face so far, and granted, Belichick and a Belichick disciple, right. have both come in and saying we're gonna stay back. We're gonna kind of mess with coverages. We're gonna yeah. like and just they try are and focusing on the RPO more uh, and sure. on the passing game, just on stopping yeah. the 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 passing game. So the deep passing game, particularly yes. like Gannon S type defenses, yes. that that you know you need to be able once you start running the ball that then it can open stuff up and all that. So it's it's massive that they can. And look, there's so much to get into from last night, and I want to you know dive in overall. And I mean, we're gonna get into the, the like the most mystifying thing this season by far is the fact that DeAndre Swift had two touches in Week One. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, 
It's a poor job look, by the coaches. I thought Kenny Gamewell, I came out of week one, was like, nice job. Like, DeAndre Swift is light years. He's way, way better. Light years. It's not even close. So we'll get into it's all that. It's a difference between, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, do, you could difference between. Well, I was going to say, it's a difference between a role player and a star player. Honestly, it was like the difference between Rashad Penny and, De- like, hand up. Rashad Penny has no burst Penny left. looks cooked. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's injuries and stuff. And like, I still believe in him. the guy he used to be, but yeah. he looks cooked. But, like, DeAndre Swift, like, we'll get into it. But uh, I just want to hammer him, and then we'll get into specifics. But again, I. I really, and I said it before the game, right? When we were talking stop points, I was like, they can win by one point. Like, I don't care. Like, find a way to win a football game. Right. And they did, but I feel even more strongly in that. Even if they even if they hadn't, and, and that would be frustrating from the stacking wins perspective and all that, but in terms of the product on the field, like, it just, like, I'm already in my preseason time to begin with, but the, I think that the first Thursday night game, especially after playing a tough game on the road, like, yeah. That was tough, man. You felt that the, yeah. the injuries and the, the war of attrition and all that. Well, I, and look, they played better in week two than they did in week one. Without a doubt. So yeah. I think that's ultimately what you want to see, too. Yeah. Like, They're like improving. Week, week one felt like a slog, and I did think last night there were there were times. So one of their touchdown drives was 16 plays. Yeah. And, and I tweeted out, like, that's not what they want to do. I and know. People, people were people got very really mad, mad at, at you. People got really but mad at me about right. that. he is right. That is not what they want to do. Yeah. But, but it but is. But, like, that's not, I mean... If you're trying to kill clock, maybe, but this offense, the whole thing Sirianni says is big plays on offense, big stop big plays on defense. They shouldn't, they, sh- they have too much talent on offense for it to take them 16 plays to go 79 yards. Like, they shouldn't have to do it. But that, that, that drive looked tough. But you know what was interesting, too? Like, midway through the third or like beginning of the fourth, I heard somebody talking. I think it was Jimmy Kemsky. And it was like, oh, this is the most rushing yard since LaShawn McCoy in the snowball I game. saw that tweet. Like, even though I knew yeah. DeAndre Swift was killing it, like I, had, I had no real, like I didn't completely kind of process how many yards he was racking up. And I think the main difference between Kenny Gainwell and DeAndre Swift is like, Swift made extra yards. Oh, like no he doubt. made people no miss. Doubt. He Like, dude, he's not McCoy with like the whole stop on the dime thing, but he does have a little bit of like a... Boston Scott on steroids, Body like in control, space, shiftiness, just like shape, ability yeah, exactly. to move. I, dude, the the balance, the vision. I was most yeah. impressed with vision, the hitting, the whole like. But he still has that kind of thing where he can do the like a much you know not Le'Veon Bell, but that type of thing where you kind of stop, look yep. what's going on, and then accelerate. Like I was beyond impressed also, with, with DeAndre. Also. Zip. Very cool looking player, dude. With the zero, like the I, zero, I was not a visor, fan of the zero coming like, out. I was like, ah, he looks. Awesome out like, there. He doesn't look as small either. No, he I agree. looks like like hot, you know, built. He uh he looks exactly like I used to love to play um college football and you would like create your player and then you take him to the you NFL. Mean the video game? Yeah, the video right game. Yeah, the not, action, not yeah. literally. Yeah. I don't think people missed You would break. Yeah, I don't think you people would break. Uh, no, I don't think anyone was thinking, <laughs> wow, really? yeah. where'd you play? Yeah, I, I just said I went to Temple Dome for a football <laughs> program. I can't imagine. Um but he looks like how I would create my player. Like mm-hmm. dark visor, zero, running back, shifty, like there is something nice about having a cool running back. Oh yeah, like well, again, Ma- Miles he- had some of the aspects, like Booby twenty six. Like he, there were there were cool parts. Swift with the visor zero in his game, like he just screams like someone you just run it with every game. He's on, also on like and and he also like is fun to watch. He yeah. does fun things like like and you cool said to root for too. Like well, and this is what I was. I'm so happy you said that because that's what I was about to say too. You know, I'm so big on like sports are supposed to be fun. You and are. sports are like sports can be beautiful and sports can be meaningful and stuff like. Like this dude went to St. Joe's Prep, yeah, and that was his first game yeah. as an Eagle at the Link, and he had that game. Like, if we're just stepping back, forgetting that, like that is a beautiful like life it moment. Is, like that yeah. is freaking awesome. Well, and dude. the other thing imagine is, imagine what that guy like what that night was for him. I'd imagine like videos on Twitter, and I don't know if Prime showed it didn't do I'm it justice. Chills, by the way, just talking I know, about it, I really yeah. am. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know if the videos on Twitter or Prime did it justice, and there were some some real ones at the pregame show. So shout out to them. Shout I know there out. there we were some you. listeners. Yes. Um, but man, the thing they did before the game with the lights was awesome. Was it? Yeah, like, it I was, didn't see it. Like you couldn't visually tell it was that one cool. of the coolest things I've wow. ever seen at a sporting event. Wow. Like cooler than anything I've seen at a Super Bowl. Like cooler wow. than all like the halftime wow. shows and stuff. And so, but to your moment. I mean, to your point, when DeAndre Swift runs out in the stadium, it's like it's all dark and everyone's phone's like green. And like, I just imagine for him, it was probably like a super, super all time cool life moment. moment. Like, he grew up here. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, I tweeted before the game, I was like, uh, you know, I think I'm going to take an L on this prediction because it was insane in there. Yeah. Also, the I would say of the whatever sixty five thousand people that were there, it felt like forty five thousand had on a Kelly Green jersey. Yeah, well, you it looked that way. <laughs> yeah. and I'll tell you, it was loud through the TV. I know yeah. that's something we say a lot these days, but like you felt it 
through the TV. Awesome, awesome job by the fans. And look, the awesome job, you know, they were holding. We, uh, the, the city of love and ovations, like, they got some booze in. We they reminded did, everyone yes. where we were from. Well, they gave them some reason for yeah, it. Yeah, and they did. It. And it was yeah. deserved. And it was like, let's get going. It wasn't yeah. like, you guys suck. It was like, hey, guys, come on, pick it up. And they needed to. And ultimately, they found ways to. Let's dive into some of the specifics. I think just quickly off the top, before we get into the specifics of the game and Hurts and Foreman, it's like, the, for me, the number one takeaway from last night outside of being 2 0 mm-hmm. is the injuries. You know, clearly, you know, again, as someone who feels like the first month of preseason, I'm not going to overreact. That is the kind of thing that can have long lasting yeah. you know, things. It didn't seem like anywhere too bad. The Maddox one, I think, the most concerning in terms of the way it looked like could add the shoulder, some, and shoulder, then, or and then Quez with a hamstring is really, the, yeah, hamstrings are really bad, but that is but a like, bad I injury. also think with Maddox, like, I think you saw it in the first, until he got hurt last night, just how unbelievably important that guy yeah. is to this defense, even more than I think we we realize, and certainly with Bradbury out. Now, you hope Bradbury with the concussion should be able to come back in 11 days and all that. Yeah. But from what you saw last night, and, you know, again, because they were, like, through, including guys going in, I mean, they're without Blankenship, Dean. Bradbury. Bradbury. They yep. end up losing uh, their other, one of their other, start, you know, v- Avante, another starting corner, and they lose their third receiver. Well, also, they lose one their second running back, Boston Scott, who was clearly a big part of the game plan coming in. Yeah. Like, they lost They lost dudes. a lot of people. Jordan Davis towards the end had the leg thing. I think he's fine, all that, but... It, um, it, it was definitely a, a a mash unit type of night. It'll be interesting, and it'll be very like Eagles Twitter Phillyish when on Monday night against Tampa Bay, Kenny Gainwell gets like the first four. I'll be hilarious. But, but 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 last night, I mean, I'm not saying you should lose your job to injury, but like that. Oh, DeAndre's the guy. Yeah, like, that would be insane. He has and look, to be I think Gamewell probably isn't what Boston was last night, and that's part of this offense. I think Gamewell's better at that too. I think but, he is too. And Boston was good too, though. Let's be until yeah, he Boston got hurt. Was Boston good. was very good last night. Boston is very good at five carries a game. Yeah, like, and very then, you know, very good. At that. To have, have one of those will be like a really shifty, cool yes. little carry or a catch. Yeah, exactly. So to the secondary and the uh, <laughs> Richie with the the nice John smile Richie in the uh, yeah. I know. Um, the to the secondary's point. The secondary is a bit of a mess right now, and it is injuries for sure, but also communication looks bad. I mean, that touchdown to K.J. Os- KJ Osborne, well, I, I've maybe I've never, never seen anybody yeah, more wide open. In an end zone. And and I know know, especially a red zone play. Josh Sweat was held. Sometimes guys will, guy will fall down, they're wide open running in. Like, he was wide open in a, in a red zone play. Yeah, like he was, like, yeah. What it, was that? Um, but the secondary, so last year, they only gave up 230 yards to a passer one time. And they've given up over 230 yards to both of the quarterbacks they've played. Yeah, and neither is a superstar. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins, you know, you could argue his numbers have been inflated. I agree his numbers at the end don't look like how he played. But, I mean, the, the long pass to Addison, obviously Justin Jefferson is going to do it, what he does. TJ Hawkinson had a day. Like, K.J. Osborne, or a touchdown. K.J. Osborne was wide open on that play. He dropped a pass that would have added even yeah, more. Yeah, it would have been bad, yeah. And, you know, I don't think the win was lucky. I'm not saying that. Look, the do I I know like the what they turn over four or five times. Five time, I mean, like rule, the, the, yeah, and the touchback rules. The if everybody can just like take their Gobert's hat off for yeah. a second. It's the, the dumbest rule, rule that out the end of it is the dumbest. The rule. Dumb, I've said it's, this for a while. It's, it's the I, harshest. I actually argue with DeCameron. DeCameron yeah. doesn't think it's dumb because he's like, well, you should hang on the ball. I think it is the harshest dumbest. Like. It, at worst, if you want to say, all right, you got to go back out to the 20 and go in from there, fine, whatever. Like, right. but, but like, I think you just get it where it goes out of bounds. I, I, I generally but, do too, but regardless, I think it is a super dumb rule. Last night, I loved it. But it was crazy how if that, if let's just say that's not the rule, let's say he holds on to yeah, the they, ball. They have a lead at halftime. They, they're, they're probably, they go it's very from, diff- and they get the ball. They, yeah, they go from being down 14 to 10 at halftime with the Vikings in the ball to up six. That series of events, KJ. Well, because uh, that, that field goal was big at that. Yep. Like, yeah. Justin Jefferson fumbles it out of bounds. Jake Elliott makes a field goal. So they go up instead of being down four, they're up six. Let's, let's not breeze back. A 61 61. I knew he was going to make it. I had no doubt in my mind. I did too, but just saying, when Jake Elliott makes 61-yard field goals, the Eagles win the Super Bowl historically. (laughs) 1-0 in those. But I did, so that possession, I did did not love, like, how unaggressive they were. Like, there was 35 seconds to go, which I know is not a ton of time, but I think they ran the ball three times and then, like, also just let the clock burn for that... uh, for that field goal, Nick's been a little weird in the aggressive situation. Nick's this been year. a little weird in the game situation decision yes. spots. I mean, we talked a lot about that, and you weren't as upset about it after thinking about it. But I hated the like fourth the, and yeah. two slash fourth and three non punt. Well, those last night where and, it was third, yeah, the like, fourth and goal from the six. I would have gone for that. I, I was fine taking the points there, but like I would have been fine with him going for it. But it felt like even at the end of the half, like the way he's the been calling games, drive, right? I was yeah the opening yeah. drive. 
even at the end of the half, like the way he's been calling games, I thought they were going to take a knee, and they kind of did like it just conceded. that they ran. They That's did, I mean. which only because they they got a bunch of yards on these runs and were able to get the 61-yarder, but if it were up to Nick Sirianni, they wouldn't have scored points there. Like, yeah. he's been very strange, very un-last year Sirianni-like. And, have you noticed that, too, like yeah, with well, his gate in-game decisions? I also think he looks like extra fired up on the sideline yeah, last night. He's he really, looked yeah. like, I don't want to say out of control, but... But you could say was, out of control. He was be the livid. What did you say? I said you could oh, say yeah, out yeah. of control. It he, wouldn't be the craziest thing. He was he was livid after that. Uh, so there's the play where Jalen sneaks it in, and then I think they say Minnesota called a timeout beforehand. And he talked about it after the game about how like the ref was standing over the ball, and then it ended up being his team's fault because a running back was like stepping on the field, which meant they were subbing or whatever. But it took him like seven minutes and three coaches to calm down from that moment. There was a play where Justin Jefferson was like, he had an incomplete pass and, you know, Sirianni's in his face, kind of like, you know, going incomplete. I I like it about Sirianni and I think in it's general, good. I like it, but it can go but too far. But for some reason, last night, it almost felt this like feeling of like, he's holding back a dam. Because like, it felt like the game was, was constantly felt like it was going to slip away and that they weren't playing that well. At least for the first like quarter and a no, half. No, it did. It did. It, it, so, I mean, we were texting me like Jalen looks bad. Jalen looks bad. Pass blocking looks yeah. really bad. So, you but, know? When, so when Sirianni's being like all excited on the sideline when they're winning and they're up big, I and mean, I know this is hypocritical because you're always going to be who you are, and it's tough to just ask you to and change. When you're winning, we're happy. Exactly. Yeah, when you're losing, but you're when, sad. But when he's doing matter. when he's winning, it feels like uh, it's like oh look, luckily this guy like this is awesome. When when they do when he does it when they're like not playing well, it feels like, like petulant. Yeah, well, I also imagine on the sideline it probably feels like tense. Yeah, you know, yeah, like you're like, oh god, this guy, you coach see is co- furious. Coach is He's running out, up and down. He's yelling at the god, refs. Nick's like, really, really intense right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, so, and look, you, maybe, especially when you hear a lot, and this is not something we know, but I've heard like it's one of those things where it's almost like, uh, uh, like a cliche at this point where it's like players, especially in the NFL, always talk about wanting coaches to be even calm, well, and be the Jaylen same is. guy if it's a bad situation. You always know what you're going to get. Doug, they always yeah. say, hey, Doug, he's always the same in any situation. Yeah. You always know you're going to get from Doug. And it's not. And no. I don't think you have to be that way, but that is something that we've heard time and time again is something that it seems a lot of players appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree. And look, I, we'll talk about the, the interaction sideline. Yeah, uh, we'll get there. Um, but so I forget what we were talking about. So we were just talk- you were talking about Nick and him getting yeah, yeah, fired yeah. up and all that type. I of stuff. thought he was overly emotional. I last agree with night. that. I, I agree just with thought that. he looked like a little like out of control at times. I, I totally agree with that. When the game felt like it wasn't going great, I think it just adds like a attention to the side. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Let's stick with the coaching, then we'll get to Jalen and uh, AJ stuff and all that. But with the coaching stuff, like I did think last night, and and uh, Brian Johnson deserves time. This guy's never called plays in the NFL. I think he'll get there because yeah. I do think last night I I really give him a lot of credit for adjusting and saying, you know what, we're just gonna run this freaking ball down their yeah. throat. That he deserves credit for that. Like it might not be the way they want, especially with Sirianni the way he wants. But like Brian Johnson was like, this is how we're gonna win tonight, and I I appreciate. And it. I would I I'd be curious to know how much of that was Sirianni. But who knows? But, but regardless, regardless, they're attached at the hip. Yeah. But and I tweeted this last night. And I think many people did, especially early on, like. I do think, because I talked a lot about, you know, we talked, I the coordinators thing, which I said for yeah. anyone, I think we, and you didn't, you've talked a lot about how great you think he is, but I think we might underrate the loss of Shane Steichen a bit. Like, that dude was creative, and yeah. that dude was very good at scheming players open and scheming wide receivers open, and we don't know, and we'll get to specific Jalen, but I do think watching Jalen the first two games, there have been so many spots where, and whether it's we know it's spots missing open guys or not seeing open guys, but also I think a lot of times just the defense covering it up really well in these spots where he's yeah. sitting back there and looking that like, 
you know, it is a situation where this this offensive uh, coaching staff needs to find ways to get guys open. Well, for them. so I will say in Brian Johnson's defense, I think his job is harder than Steichen's was. Yeah, like, well, yeah, because he, he's, he's kind of got to uh, yeah. uh, take the next step with exactly. an offense that, that right. Steichen created right. or, or, but, or whatever, you know? But the offense last week and for the first quarter and a half this week, like, it just looks like the 2021 offense. Oh, absolutely. And really, it even last like, night I, for the whole thing, because he just ran the, the ball. The number one text I got the most was, oh, so Sirianni took back play calling yeah, or some version exactly, of that. Yep, yeah, and that that's what it looked like. Um, Such a, it's a perfect analogy. Even, I, I will say, for, for the Jalen thing, too, real quick, like, I think part of it is the play calling's not as good. I agree. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like, I really do. It's not as simple. Like, it's not as, like, and they're again, not they're clearly not yeah. getting guys open as much. They're clearly not getting, like, it's not working as quickly or as or as efficiently. Like, yes. it just is what it is. And it's not, I don't think it's because A.J. Brown all of a sudden sucks at getting open, you know? Well, and I think in, in 2021, it felt so hard for them to score. Totally. Like, early, really all year. I think that in our heads, we think that once Steichen took over, it was like, and they're off. But it was the, just the running game. It like, was just the running game. Like the, the passing game well. didn't look that great. And, you know, like Jay went up games and moments, but like in terms of like last year where it felt like, all right, they're chucking it downfield. Yeah, Jalen's working every time. Dicing. They're getting 50 you know yards whenever they want. What I thought about last night was, was in that sequence, I believe, and it was multiple times, but in that sequence where they ended up going uh, like 44 yards on 16 plays, right? Yeah. With the penalties and all that. That penalty where it was, I think it made it like first and 10 to first and 20 or whatever it was. And I was thinking, like, I'm like, last year, I'm like, I'd be like, this is no problem. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, honestly, I use, I'd be like, okay, more yards for Jalen to add to his passing total because he's just going to chuck it up and it doesn't matter yeah. where we are. It reminded me of that play in the Tennessee game where AJ scored the touchdown, they call off, and they went back and right scored again. It was like, that's what that offense felt like last well, night or last year. And and Elliot, last night, like when they went back 10 yards, I was like, oh, that's bad. Like it was a totally different I, feeling. So it's, it's so funny. I don't remember that moment until you said it. I had that exact same feeling. Right? Like, well, this drive's dead. Right? Yeah. Whereas like, last that's year, it. I would have been like, Take ten more. I don't care. Like and whatever. Just, put us in the, the, the put us in our own ten again. We'll score. And that's why I felt like the sixteen play drive. It like I get it's a good thing because they scored a touchdown. I mean, they needed it so bad in the moment. But right. Yeah. But it just it's what, not what they want. It was not a, a confidence inspiring drive. It's not what and, they want their offense to be. But it but right. it is important that they can do. That, it's important you know? they can do it, and it's important that like they can kind of trip over themselves and still get in the thirties and still get in the and high twenties. Like, we we all feel like they played a disastrous game last night and they beat it and look the Vikings are bad but they beat a team that won 13 games last year yeah. you know I think week one was more disastrous than week two so I, I I I definitely agree but I also think that the Patriots are better than the Vikings um I think the Vikings have a way better offense but I agree with you that yeah that but I think the Patriots are better the than Patriots the Patriots defense all yeah. over you, yeah coaching all of it Kevin Collins not a good coach at least so far. Like, he's not horrible. I think he's got some cool offensive scheme stuff. But again, they have made so many mistakes last night. You know, I was when I was walking down to the tunnel uh, into locker room last night, I was thinking, like, if because I saw Vikings writers walk by, like, what would they think? And I didn't watch the Bucks game. That's a bad loss. But I think if the Vikings leave last night, you just think, like, we should have won the game. Yeah. I agree. And but it sucks because they did. So they were 0-2. But, but like, again, like, think about if it was flipped around the Eagles lost that game that way. We would be like, five turnovers, fire the coaches, fire For sure. Fire they were there. very, I agree you know, with that. So I they do were think very it, sloppy. I think it was a bad loss in that way. But I agree with you from a, hey, we played with them perspective for sure. They could have won that. And I will say the with Justin that Jefferson one thing. Justin Jefferson fumble was like. Unbelievable. The turning point One of the, of the most shocking moments yeah. in, in an Eagle. I, I I couldn't believe what happened, especially because they can call it that way and all that. But one thing I will say, and then I want to get specifically to Jalen and then the AJ part of it, but I will say that, you know, last year, one of the things, and we, we've got to be consistent, and I understand that we never are because we're sports fans and all that stuff, but, mm-hmm. but last year we kept saying, like, oh, man, like, this team's not really getting tested. We're not having to see them fight to win a yeah, game. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, we're getting that. Yeah. At least it might not be fun in the moment. It might be frustrating. But like for those people who wanted teams, and they're going to be way more battle tested with the schedule, but who wanted to see them pull out tough games, make plays at the end in a close game where they have to, like you are getting that right now. It's a it's a great point. Um, I think last year we knew they could win games a lot of ways because every part of the the team was functioning so mm-hmm. much. But they only won games really by jumping up on, on people and, and holding just, on to and the holding ball. a lead, and then because that, that, then you can it, run the ball. Then it's it, okay yeah, to run the ball like that. It's yeah. not been the case this year. No, well, like they, they have had to, and that's a thing that I think is so impressive about the twenty-two and three over twenty-five games. Like there's just been so many types of wins in the rain, short week, home, away, come from playoffs, behind, like, like the indie one. Yes, and this. like yep. any situation, dominated team. Any, and I know they. Breaking news. I know they lost the Super Bowl. But any situation you throw at this team, Thanks for that. they are ready for. <laughs> I agree. Like any 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 situation. There's not 
and I think some are tougher, but like there's not a single situation they walk into right now where you go, oh yeah, like this team's this and that's team's important. Is not we ready all for think that. that's important. You can't say that's important last year as a reason you don't believe it that they're gonna get it done or whatever, right. and then not. And that's around. why I thought this is a bit tangent, but yeah. that's why I thought well, the, on our pod, no way. I, I know. We're always just well, a straight line, buddy. And you know, you know that there's a lot to talk about because we must have said we're gonna get into that. Like I know, 15 I keep times. I keep wanting to get to it, and then I'm like, but wait, I got another yes. thing to say. Um, but that's why I thought the Lions win against the Chiefs in Week One was impressive, just because I thought. No, I get your point. That's like adding to their resume of finding games they a way can to win, win that yeah. game. And, and I, the, I agree with you. It also shows how the Eagles are so far ahead that like they've you know they'll go to Kansas City, so we'll see. But there, there's not a situation I don't think this team is prepared for. It doesn't mean they'll win every game. Isn't prepared for, but. Yeah, is not prepared yeah. for it. Right. Um, of course, I forget what we we're talking about. No, well, let's get to Jalen. I think okay. that's where we're at now. Let's get to Jalen specifically, the performance, and then I want to get to the AJ stuff. But look, we were texting early in the game, and you know me, like, you're like, Jalen's not looking good. And I'm like, yeah, he's not. Yeah. And you, I was like, you are right. Like, Jalen looks confused out there. I mean, we, you know, the, the, the non touchdown to Devontae, the 60 yard or 50 yard, whatever it was in the, like, that was a, a, a horrendous throw. I mean, J- talk about the underthrow. The underthrow. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Devontae yep. was. Yeah, that, that should have been a touchdown. And, yep. a, and now, to be fair, when the the, the Devontae long touchdown, like that was a that, that was, was his a, best a, moment a of the night throw. to stand in there and the, the pressure and all that. But yeah, just and look, they got it going, and you know they move the ball, and the tush push is still the goat, and all that stuff. But like, you know, early on, and, and just really over the course of the game, it, it and two games, it felt like Jalen and this offense, as we've talked about, have not gotten into a rhythm from a passing perspective. Yeah. They've not been able to really consistently move the ball down the field. To our point, they lose ten yards. Like, uh oh. Um, I agree. So where you at right now? There was a part of me last night when they were doing the the, the tush push that I was thinking, you know, if I was like growing up. If I was like watching a team, like I would effing hate the touch push. Oh yeah, like I just like I get it. It's legal. Another well, team should do it. I don't think they should take it away. The Eagles are great at it with their personnel, hundred percent. But there is something a little just infuriating and lame about the fact that it's, it's like, just automatic. It's just it's like but why I, even run the play? You know what? Then find ways to defend it. But, I agree. Oh, but but not, here's yeah. the funniest thing about the touch push when you're really watching it. Like, it's just a sneak. It's it, just that's a what sneak. it is. That's the thing. Is, is, it's, it's, it's so much less the push than it is Jalen's freaking 100%, leg. 100%. Like, yes. he's already got the first down 95% of the time by the time the, the guys behind him get to him. I agree. Like, it's like, so I, uh, whatever. They but should like, almost take the guy th- away. I almost think they don't need it. I think Jalen will get it every time anyway. I think it's Jalen <laughs> more agree. than the tush push. But there is, like, and so last night. But it what, is wild how, like, to, have, to be, uh, I mean, it's got to be infuriating if you're I mean, like, the history, he stopped him again. Yes, like, that yes. would never happen with well, this team. And there was a uh, moment last night where they're about to do it, and the crowd like gets on their feet and stands up, and it's oh, like this is you know like the signature play. Well, it's almost. fun to have like, a thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so Jalen, I, I do think play calling is part of it. I, I think do. the offense is not clicking, and so Jalen because he has the ball like catches a lot of that. The underthrow because he's to, the one standing there looking for right. someone, and uh, what's going on? And the underthrow to Devontae was bad, really bad. Throw. Early in the game, getting into it and stuff, but a bad throw. So the interception was a unbelievably bad decision. Yes. I think that and the fumble have been two of the worst turnovers I've seen of, from Jalen. And, and not just two of the most surprising in the That's moment. That's what I mean. Yeah, where you're just like, wait, what? Yeah, like, like that, that, that I, throw was like, I can't believe he made that throw. The moment he threw it, I was like, what are you, like, that, I, like I, it was like, there are two Vikings defenders converging yes. there, like, and your guys behind them. Like, it was a crazy the throw. Fumble, the fumble was really bad last week. So, Definitely some bad Jalen moments And some so just far. bad decisions, yes. too, that maybe didn't end up in a turnover, but some spots where he he made the wrong call. So when he threw that interception last night, there, I was thinking to myself, let's see if it spirals on him. Because last year, it never spiraled on him. And that's, I think, a strength of his. Like Carson, when he was a Absolutely. quarterback. Absolutely. Carson has that start to the game. There's no shot there. Oh, totally. Totally. Mark Sanchez was that way, too. And Remember, he, he throws a pick. It's like, all right, game yeah, over. Dunzo. Josh Allen. Yep. Like they that. just get in their head and then they have to make up for it. And yes. they have to, you know, and all that. He doesn't do that. And he didn't do it last night. No. And, and I thought has. that was a good We've sign. We've never seen for... him do that. That specific thing. Because in my head, a lot of this year, there'll be moments of like, all right, is this going to be different or is this the same Eagles team? And last night was a good indication of like Jalen held it together. Early on, again, the underthrow, the interception. I think he held some blame for the. The uh, pressure in the pocket. I didn't think he he did a good mm-hmm. job navigating the pocket, especially as it went on. I think very early in the game, the, the O line looked real bad, and then it was you know, and then as the game went on, I thought the O line actually played much much better. Yep. Obviously, in the run game, they were amazing. Now the long pass touchdown to Devontae was an awesome throw. Yeah, that was in, right coming right hit, in on him. He stands in the pocket. It's got all the air yards you need. Like 
And awesome sees throw. the one-on-one, knows where to go with it. Yes. All, everything about it. Awesome It throw. was his best play of the night. I still think overall, I gave Jalen like a B-. Yeah, I think that's the right grade. Yeah. I, if you would ask me what to give him, I'd say B-. Yeah. You know? I, and I, I dinged heavily for the turnover for sure. As you should. And that his was final stats turnover. are going to be like okay, but I... It's 173 and a, a touchdown well, and a pick. And, years. This is the second week in a row. Yeah, it's bad. It's, yeah. And, yeah. And again, now to be fair, they ran the ball for like 250 or whatever as a team. So like... Right. You know, you're not going to throw for much when you're running that much and all that time-wise, play-wise, all that stuff. But yeah, like the numbers have... But again, that's when you go back and say they're 2-0. and They're 2-0. Right. And, and like, I think of all the spots on the team, like the two things that I think need like cohesion and like the ballet to work together the most are quarterbacks and their timing. Yeah. And the offensive line's cohesion, especially in pass blocking. So like... Again, I'm not saying that, they, look, we could be, if we're talking in a month or three weeks from now and these are issues, I'm like, yo, man, what the hell's going on? There's well, an issue. But I'm just, I can't get there yet, but I'm acknowledging that my eye is on it. You know yes. what I'm saying? So last year, remember in that Packers game, they ran for like 400 yards, whatever absurd number it was. I think was. it was 6,000. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, something along those lines. And we did the post-game pod or the pods that week. And the big like talking point between me and you and on WIP was, yeah, they ran the ball, but like I think the passing offense looks bad and that really concerns me. And I'm trying not to have that same reaction because last year the passing game turned around. They almost won the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm trying to learn here, yep. right? But, like, I, it is very rooted in me that when the passing game doesn't look good, I don't feel good about the team. So I think yeah, was, that's your ethos. It's my thing. So I just – the passing game the passing looks game bad. Look better. The passing game looks bad. I want to say, like, Goddard's not really involved. Jalen's not well, when, doing great. And when Goddard's involved, it's these, like, short passes with no – Nothing like yeah, he's, there's nothing he's not there. Even, we know how good Goddard is with with the ball in his hands. Like he doesn't even have a chance because guys are on him yep. immediately. And the Goddard thing is weird. Like it's, it's so now two weeks in a row where you can't get him involved down the field. Involved, like you can't get a yeah. seam route. You can't get something where it's like like just a quick boom right over the yeah, middle. Get just, the guy in traffic. And get I think some it's runs indicative be- of the passing game I, just not working. Well, and again, I think it goes back to what you said. And I look, uh, you can't say that if the passing game isn't working right, that Jalen doesn't hold blame at the moment. But like right. I think ultimate blame. Comes back to the scheme and comes back to the play calling right yeah. now. And, I, and the offensive the guys are clearly line, not And the offensive yeah. line. And again, Jalen, they're all involved. But I do think with better play calling, like some shorter throws, some getting guys involved, like get yeah. the thing going a little bit. It I feels agree. like they're just coming out and they're like, all right, run it or boom. Like, And it's like, get in a rhythm. Get Jalen feeling comfortable. Like these are the, and, and I do think that's the exact type of thing that a fresh new play caller has never called plays in the NFL has to learn. Like yeah. that makes sense. That's yep. a, it's a feel thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, early on, just to see Jalen. T- Take the sacks he took. Unbelievable. Into, yeah. I mean, and let's be honest, last night, just in terms of hits taken, was was a bad night for Jalen Hurts. He took a lot of hits. So in week one, I was not in the camp of the, the team. Like, they're playing the RPO way different. Last night, like, they got nothing with the RPO right now. Mm-hmm. It felt like every time Jalen held on to it, there was two, three there was defenders. Nothing. They were all over it. It's yeah. almost, and, and I, I thought, thought he they fought would, for yards well, last night. And I night. think that's why they started just handing it to Swift again, because it was like, all right, well, this is working, and it's like, they're all keying on Jalen. They yes. are all waiting to see what Jalen does. So, like, bleep it. We're and just going to run it down your throat. Swift did a great job. And Swift was amazing. Yeah. Again, like, I don't, just to reiterate, we said it before, but, like, I don't want to get lost in here. How much, yeah. pr- like, if you're giving out one game ball for last night, it goes, yeah, to, it goes DeAndre to DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yep. Like, flat out. Like, yep. that. Dude, it wasn't just the offensive line. It wasn't just it. Like, he was amazing. Yes. I agree. So there's two more things I definitely want to get into. I don't mm-hmm. know where you're at with time, so I just want to— oh, We're good. I got about 20 more minutes. Fif- okay, cool. 15, 15 minutes. All right, so I think there's two more things we should talk about, and you can pick the order. Mm-hmm. One, the sideline interaction. Yeah, two, well, the that, defensive line. Yeah, so I want to get to defense next. Let's do okay. the AJ's hurt stuff because we're on Hurts and AJ. Okay. So for those who didn't see it, I'm sure you did, but if you were going to the bathroom coming out of a commercial right, or whatever, or I haven't been, been on Twitter— the cameras caught, the, the Amazon Prime cameras caught AJ and Jalen getting into it. On the sideline, you could see AJ was frustrated, kind of like you know, going like that, mm-hmm. and Jalen talking back, and then Sirianni stepped in, which I, I honestly didn't think was necessary. Yeah, so it's so funny. That is my also takeaway right? from the video. Because it felt like those dudes had it. Like, yeah, AJ's frustrated, but like, yeah. they're, now, now they're we buddies. can't hear what's being we said. We can't. Now, maybe Sirianni was like, all right, over the top, whatever, right. but like, it felt like they. like I, like And, and I, I get it. That's fire. That's passion. And it is a close game. Like, but I, I'm not super concerned about it. But right. what was your take? You were, so, you know, around them. You, yeah. you were in the locker room after all that stuff. So AJ didn't talk, which is I don't love. I don't love either. Yeah, like, like stand up. It just well, and I'm not saying he was told not to talk, but like 
That's a really fair point. I should. You're, they, there is absolutely a chance that they said, "Hey, listen." Especially of all players, yeah, the most honest. Like, dude will say exactly what he's thinking. But whatever the course was, talk. where he didn't talk, Honestly, I don't like the decision. I, I think don't it like makes the decision it worse. either way. But but now that you say that, I would be shocked if it weren't the right. Decision. When we got in the locker room, he was not there. Yeah. Um, I don't love that decision. I think it'd be an, it would be better for AJ to get up there, smile, laugh, and be like, "Yeah, you know me and Jalen, we're like brothers. We're gonna get it." Like, I that's how I think would it would have. Gone better for everybody, but he didn't talk. So like, that adds a little bit to it. He, of course, here, it does. here's here's my overall kind of take on it. I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, this is such a WIP thing." Blah blah. I don't think there's much there. I like I I think if Sirianni didn't walk up to them, this clip doesn't even go viral. I'm, I'm I think when you, you look at them talking, you can't see anything. Like. Yes, AJ's not even being animated. Like, and, and Jalen is the tiniest bit. Jalen's not really not. being animated. Jalen was responding right. very calmly. It looked like it whatever. looked like Jalen was saying, "Like, I got you, I got yeah. you." Yeah, and AJ be like, "Look at what they're doing!" Like, Look at what they're doing! Do this, right. do that. And Sirianni comes and says, "Calm down, Sirianni, guys." And he like kind of he's like he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" He pushes. What's going on here? He holds Devontae's arm. Like, so I think again back to the emotional thing. Like, and we're not there. Who knows what AJ's saying? But I thought Sirianni like escalated that situation by being on the sideline. Um, I think sometimes with teammates, when they're winning and things all going good, we act like, you know, oh, they're all just the best of friends. Like 100%. in 2017, it's like, oh, Carson, who winning doesn't love Carson? Positivity. And, and deep, deep down, like we knew, like him and Alshon didn't really get along. I think there is no question and no one can debate the fact AJ and Jalen are friends. Yeah. Like they are, they are best friends. He is, Jaylen Jaylen called is a, him the godfather of his kid. Yes, Jalen like, called on. him the best friend. So he's the godfather of his kid. Yes. I feel like there are a few things that you could do, like that. I have that no, you should be very close to someone yes. to be named godfather of their child. Like, I have let's no be concern that their friendship it, that, is in trouble. Yes, I, that, yeah. I have no concern about that relationship. The the AJ and Devontae thing. So what happened with that? That I didn't see as much with the like I don't think that, like they didn't interact. I think the I think the assumption is Is it cause Devontae got the ball that yes, he, I think I that's don't think the that's assumption. true at all, but well, so I I do think I mean, that AJ, AJ is somebody so, that when he's not getting the ball is not gonna be happy. hundred percent. But yeah. I don't think it's at the expense of Devontae. No, no, I, I think agree. it is I think yeah. he's he's talked a lot about it. Like, we're not battling each other. We're, yeah, I think it's right. just in the moment, like I want the ball, man. Exactly. Like and I and good. I have no problem with yeah. a star wide receiver wanting the football, especially in a close game where the offense isn't working well. Yes. I'd be like, dude, I'm the best player on this football field. Throw me the ball. I get it. Right. No, I and so I didn't think much of the interaction at all. I did think it was a little interesting that it like in the I believe at the timing right on this. Like that happens and then they like just throw it to AJ a bunch of times. That's in the exactly end what happened, especially after having a lead and everyone's just like Run the ball, run the ball. So what did you think Whether or not you want them to run the ball, it was what was working, you know? So I thought it was weird. I thought it was very clearly related to what just happened. And I think it was... And look, they should have a touchdown. That was a bad flag. That was a BS flag. I I haven't haven't seen a replay At least in the moment, it felt like that to me. I I should go back and listen, but it felt like it shouldn't have been a hold. Well, I think the second one, like, he clearly gets AJ's arm. Oh, with the pass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even then, the bang-bang play of it, I think it should have been called... The, I think the the Dickerson hold was even a worse call. Like I didn't think that was a hold at all. Regardless, um, there were some bad calls throughout the night, but but that's not. Well, I was gonna say, do you like the fact that AJ and we'll use the word complained? I think that's probably an unfair word. But do you like the fact that it seemed they made an emphasis to get AJ the ball, or do you think they shouldn't do that? No, no, I, I, I have no problem with him complaining. I, I'm not complaining, but I like that he wants the ball, and I, I right. like that he's campaigning for it, and whatever. Like unless Jalen thought that that was by far the smartest decision in the moment on the field, in the in the then the no, I don't want you to force it. I want right. you to do what is right and what's natural and what what the play gives you. I, I'm with you on that, but I do think they should get him involved. Yeah, like, I, for, I don't, force some balls to him. I don't hate it. Force some balls. You know, to him. I just didn't like the reaction of it. I don't want to think like you bitch, you get the ball. But like they should have been getting him involved. I don't disagree yes. with the point of that. Yes, and no I, I do think they have enough clout built up, and I think frankly Jalen does too. Where it's like, bro, you know I'm going to get you Dude, the ball. I, you you set an Eagles record last yes. year for receiving yards. All right, yeah. buddy. Like I got you. So I thought it was a little just kind of dumb that none of them would talk about it. Like yeah. Jalen talked about it a little bit on the Prime stage, Amazon Prime stage. Sirianni, just what a guy. Like it's so funny. He hates lying. Every single time he trips up at a podium, it's because he's being, it's like he's either told to answer it one way 
or he knows he shouldn't be answering it. It's so funny. The first question of the press conference, which I could see this being annoying for him. I can. Like, is he it just about the fight? Game. Yeah, so, I get it. So the first question is about it, and he just looks, and he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and then, it's like the camera's caught it, Yeah, pal. and then Tim McManus, credit Tim, follows up, and you can see Sirianni just be like, Oh, okay, fine. Like you, like, like you caught I me. Die. I actually yeah. do remember that super viral moment it's that I was so definitely funny. prepped on. Yeah, like, that I was a part of. Yeah, exactly. I, think I forgot them. Like me coming down. Like, um, he just hates to lie so much that you can just tell that when it, he has to. Yeah. It's when he's at his worst. He's it's at so his worst funny. at the podium when, when he there, has to not. There tell There could the be truth. worse traits. I yeah, suppose. for sure. Um, all right, let's get to the defense, like you said, and and particularly the D line because. I said before, uh, if there's one game ball for last night, it's Andre Swift. I think if there's a second game ball, it's Josh Sweat. I thought Josh yeah. Sweat wrecked that game last night. Like he was a dominant force, knocked the tackle out of the game, was like had one of the turnovers, caused yep. that fumble. I thought he was outstanding. The interior line game, Fletcher Cox looks like a whole new person. Fletcher's this been season. awesome. He's been awesome. And he was really good last year. Uh, he, he was he was yeah. he was he was okay last year. Like for Fletcher, he's been very good yeah. through two games. Uh, obviously, Jalen Carter continues to it's unbelievable how quick he gets off the line. Milton Williams, we haven't talked about enough. I think he's yeah. been great. And hey, dude, so this, like my I, freaking this is guy. This where you're going with it. Jordan like, Davis has been awesome so, so far. So I think that while Jalen Carter deserves all the praise he is getting, I think in the first two games, the bigger story is Jordan Davis. I agree. Story-wise, Jalen Carter is a better player and I'll have a better career and all that. But like what Jordan Davis has shown us so far is Everything yes. we hope, and Jalen Carter is a better player. But if they're both going to play like this, he's not much better. No, and the two of them together yes. could be like a a league wrecking yes. combo. I mean, if they're this, if they're this, Jordan Davis has gone from someone that was not in the, impacting the passer whatsoever to being like a top four pass he rusher got a sack on, again, on the team. Where third, third down, that was a big third down hurry early. And like he's getting off the line like crazy. He's using moves like I and he's bull, the moves and bull rushing. Like the before when you bull rush, would be like you just kind of stand there and like that maybe gets an arm out. And he's pushing dudes back now. And when stuff. we talked about last year Jalen Hurts leap and how like you don't see that often, and we talked about Tyrese Maxey how he went from being sure. like an okay shooter to what. Like this is uh, this is almost as crazy to me. Yeah. Like for him to go from what he was his entire life as a football player to this, like I I think he deserves all the credit in the world. Like he he's been unbelievable. Well, I, I think guys, it's the biggest story of the defensive well, line. And you guys talked about it, like he it, it we saw it right. He came into shape. He came into camp in super great yeah. shape. He was talking about. It. He's like I did this this and this and then they went out and proved on the practice field. And it's been one of those things where it's like. Like, you see the work that this guy put in and yes. the, the effort and the care. And that was what it came down to when, it, when he was driving. We're like, remember, like, we all remember, I've said it a million times, but like, there are people who want, know what they're talking about who've called him the greatest prospect in the history of the combine yeah. just in terms of size versus athleticism. Like, there was something special there. It was just like, can he, like, Get in shape. Well, can he stay in shape? Can he have stamina? Can he do all these things? And and such credit to him. Great night for Howie Roseman. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah and especially, um, again, like while there were real issues because a bunch of guys who've never played in NFL games were playing the secondary in the NFL games, like the fact that Job and Ricks and Goodrich and all those guys out there were able to like you know, be on the field. Be now they on were the field they weren't awesome, and ultimately but... get some stops. Like, I mean, yes, Goodrich there were some big plays. Fumble. They got some stops. Yeah. And they made some plays. Like that is a real credit to this team and their yeah. their their scouting and getting these undrafted guys. It's, it's a credit. They were not a disaster. Yeah, but I. So I think I'm With happy. No week to practice, and, and stuff I'm happy either. you started to sweat too because I think on this defensive line, there's so many people and and J, and I don't mean this as a negative at all towards them, but like Jalen's such a massive star that he sucks a lot of energy. Totally. Like and AJ, AJ Devontae, Nick. Jason Kelsey. There's so yeah. many people. Like yeah, exactly. There's a documentary about their literally center. Kelsey. Let's go. Right. You know, but like Josh Sweat and Jordan Davis. Josh Sweat would be that best edge rusher. I don't know half the teams in the league, dude. But he was again that's him and DeAndre. Stretch, but, but him and DeAndre Swift were the two best players in the football. Yep. And I guess Justin Jefferson were the three best players in the football field. And, in my opinion, and right. Jordan Davis. Like I just and look, we work in the media, so we're, it's funny when I go like he's not getting enough attention. Like, well, Elliot, no, you're, you're right. I think he's not. But I don't think Jordan Davis is getting enough praise for what he has done in these first. Two Without games. that D line, they lose that game last night. Without the D line being as yeah. good, and D line's MVP through two weeks. Well, and I think if you're looking for and again. Two weeks, especially for the offense, especially for Corey. Right. Look, believe it or not, they're in better shape than the year they won the Super Bowl right now today. Uh, they're 2-0. Oh, they're 1-1. Oh, they're one one one. Yeah. Um, and and it, it was an ugly loss against KC where we're like, yeah. oh, God, he's never going to run the ball, the ball, fire dog, yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Like, And then they barely, 61-yard field goal, barely, that Giants game was ugly until this. All we remember is the 61-yard field goal. They needed the 61-yard field goal because they were almost losing to a horrible yep. Giants team. Yep. So 
So like where they're at, I'm 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 good with where they're at in two weeks. But I think if you're looking for like the real positive so far, I think the number one thing that you have to be excited about is the the defensive line, the depth along I mean, the, the line, line, the is, waves. Like that's a is, game are they changing better type than last year. Yes, they, I think they are. Right, they, at least they have a chance to be. I think athletically they are. I think that's yep. what it is. You like. We talked about it at like they had the uh, the top three get off times for whatever yep. that was Jalen Carter, uh, Milton Williams, and Fletcher Cox of interior linemen, and it's like you feel it watching it. It feels like the Josh Sweat. It feels like he beats the lineman well, off the ball every time, and they know the snap count. I think part of it too is like Sue and Linval Joseph were good for them, but they were just two big bodies that weren't really quick. Jordan Davis we're wasn't that quick, quick last the, year. Yeah, exactly. Brandon Graham. Like just he's good, but not that quick. Reddick was it, you know. The, all Davis they had. is quick off the ball. Yeah. Carter's quick off the ball. Like I when mean, the interior guys are like so said, quick, then it allows Fletcher, those. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's the defense. Defensive line is the thing that we should be most excited about. After I agree. That. I 100 agree. I thought yeah. they they are why they're two and zero in a lot. Couple of ways. other uh, shots. Zach Cunningham. I thought he did not suck at all last night. Didn't I was, stand out. So I, I guess that's a I good thing. Pre- yeah. He made, anybody was around the ball. Yeah, he made yeah, some yeah. plays. I was I was pretty impressed with him. Honestly, all the guys. Justin Evans made plays. Like yep, was around I agree the ball. With that. Moreau yeah. had the it call back, but that felt like like it felt like for those guys at least. Like the secondary had some issues with they the passes. So they made plays. I thought that was impressive. Um, couple quick hitters. Like I said, the the Britain Covey fumble unacceptable. Like that is yeah. a, that was a disaster. I mean, they got on the ball. It's funny. Remember, he had one of those early in the year last year. He did. Yeah. And again, we were oh, we're getting you know that was a that was a tough one. One more time, like just hammer him. Jake Elliott is a freaking stud, dude. Like he is. we yes. talk about every week. I think this pod does a really good job of of how talking about how important he is. But he is so freaking important. We are so yeah. lucky to have that dude. I mean, if he misses. I mean, look, it was sixty one yards, but. If he misses that, like they're probably booed on their way to and the locker room. And they get the room. ball down three yeah. points to start the second half. It's a very different feeling in that game uh, if that happens. And I think that's to all think I got what my other notes. things happened. I mean, there wasn't a yeah, ton that's, of. That's, no, I got. I think I yeah. got everything. I have my notes. I mean, Al Michaels called it Veteran Stadium. That was not great. Oh, did he? Uh, the special teams had some moments. I yeah. funny because like what looked like it was going to be the worst special teams play of the night turned into the best with the punt return that looked like it was going to have the twenty oh, yeah, and then the forced fumble. Bang, yeah. And that was huge. It is funny in that first. You know, two and a half quarters or half or whatever, they were really living on the the edge there a little dude, bit. I mean, the, the Jefferson they, thing, the dude, long they got punt zero the, points off of back to back turnovers, and yeah. they had like again, like just the fact that they were only up three point or six points at the half, and they had gotten three turnovers. It was yeah. like including the Jefferson one. It's like that is a disaster. Like if you're a Vikings fan right now, you're like, wow, we I can't believe we're only down six. Yeah, it did feel like uh, like at the end there, I, I I would say I got pretty confident they were gonna win late, but like. I don't know. Then there's like oh, the onside scary. kick. Again, and, it was scary yeah. at the end. I know. I'm with you. I was sweating onside it out. Onside kicks are dumb. And that was one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, it was horrendous. It was it right to Devontae. And it could have gone even, slower, too. It could have like, gone slower. Like, <laughs> yeah. the evil guy was like, all right, you, you get it, Devontae. I'm just going right. to chill out. It was wild. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we got to get out of here. I got to do the morning show. Uh, yes. We did good. We got in early enough to do a real yeah. full well, pause. Well, you brought the energy, my man. You killed it. You did. Now I'm going to make it through the morning show. You got your thing tonight. Yeah, and go nap. And then Liberty Grounds coming out. High Hopes event. You come in, maybe see you feel later. Elliot's Kristen got actually seemed into it, so we'll oh, say. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Maybe we go together. I would love to. But um, all right. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, I mean, no. No. The final thought is, thank God we have 11 days off right now because this yes. team needs it. We'll get more into the injuries and kind of the repercussions. We don't know enough Successful right now. first two games. But that'll be something to talk about. If you had to guess of all uh, – the. Is the Maddox one the most one you're most concerned about? I'll be honest, I have no read on these. Okay, I didn't see the locker room. So we'll we'll react to that tomorrow. Uh, Check us out Saturday, one to three. Go Birds Radio at Parks Casino. Uh, Obviously, we'll be talking more about the game, talking to all our real ones, and then uh, right back at it next week. Uh, So final thought is two and zero, baby. There you go, two and zero. Go Birds. Until next time, he's Elliot.